Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Sumner County All Sports Podcast. This is the first episode for the All Sports Podcast, and in this show, you can expect us to highlight all the sports that Sumner County has to offer, whether that be football, soccer, cross country, volleyball, you name it, we cover it, so we want to bring it to you in podcast form. This week, we're going to highlight the games that I covered, which were Hendersonville Father Ryan Soccer, Merrill Hyde Portland Soccer, Portland Pope Prep Volleyball, in Portland and Westmoreland football. As always, if you've missed any of our game coverage, you can head on over to MainStreetPreps.com to get full comprehensive coverage of not only Sumner County, but everywhere in the Mid-State. First up in today's podcast, we catch up with Wes Inman, Portland head coach, following their big 31-28 victory over the Westmoreland Eagles on Friday night. Portland now 1-0 for the first time since 2018. They have a big contest against East Hamilton this Friday night at home. Non-conference game. We're excited to see how things shake out in Portland. But let's hear what Wes Inman had to say following their big win over the Eagles. We are joined by Portland head coach Wes Inman on today's show. Portland coming off a huge 31-28 to victory over their Sumner County rival, the Westmoreland Eagles. Coach, welcome in. Morning. How are you? I'm doing very good. And I'd imagine you're doing very well, aren't you? I am. A little tired. We stayed up at the school until about 2.30 last night. Uh, for folks that know what an intercut copy is with the end zone shot and the, the wide angle shot from the stands, we – we spliced it together. It ended up being about 170-something plays. So you go 170 times two uh, times however many times we rewound it and uh, watched it. So we were up there a while. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, still, like, super proud of our kids. Like, just the, everything, the way that it went down last night was was just amazing. Yeah, that's the first thing I want to ask you today is why was last night's win so important for your culture? Well, I think in every coach will talk about this and everybody's experienced it at some time in their coaching career. When you get kids who jump out to a lead, but then that lead diminishes and there's a possibility of losing the game or going into overtime and possibly losing, you, you really find out what the kids are made of. Our kids never quit fighting. Conversely, their kids never quit fighting either. Um, you know, so it, it sort of becomes a battle of wills at that point. And then whoever can capitalize and make the play. And we were able to do that when we recovered the fumbled punt, but then the headsiness of our kids to spike that ball and then set up the field goal and, and uh, you know, sort of ride off into the sunset. That is one of the things that we wanted to see is that our kids are not going to be quitters. And I hate to use that word because it's so cliche these days, but they're not going to stop doing what they believe they need to do to win right up to the last, 2.3 seconds of a game and now we know that's a truth about ourselves that's a truth about ourselves that people cannot take away 
because we have the evidence to prove it. Now we just have to continue building on it. Yeah, the last 30 seconds that you referenced, uh, the quick pass from, from Braden Thornton to Braylon Dowlin, the rush up to the line, get the spike in, of course, kick the field goal. I mean, that's very good clock management by your team. There's a lot of professional teams that don't have good clock management. Is that something that you spend a lot of time on in practice? You know, it's something it, – It's I call it an area of refinement for me. Uh, I have good assistant coaches always say, help me on the clock. Uh, everybody has their particular strength. Uh, Grant West and Brody Reeves. Uh, Grant is our outside linebacker, wingback coach, special teams coach, and Brody Reeves is a defensive coordinator. I think they both have a good feel for that, and I think I have a good – feel for listening to them because uh, I'll get to watching the, the action a lot of times and uh, sorry I have people out here yelling now that <laughs> I stepped outside sorry about that um, but uh, listening to them uh, they keep a real close eye on it we talk about those things in practice every time we do a field goal or a PAT we're 10, 9, 8, 7 whatever it is so we do work on it, but our communication on the sidelines, I think, helps uh, more with that than anything else. Speaking of Coach Reeves and that defensive side of the football, uh, you know, they forced three turnovers last night, a huge goal line stand by the, by, by the defensive unit. What does he bring to that side of the football uh, as a coach? He's got a lot of passion. He's a very intelligent young man. He's got the six years of – working at Bethel University. Uh, he's worked with some really good coaches. His preparation is good and his, his eye for detail. Very keen eye for detail. So you mentioned that you've been able to watch a little bit of the film. I'm curious to know what your grade would be for your guys. You know, I we were talking about it. I'm going to have to at worst say an A- minus and uh, at best, probably an A, and I'll tell you why. It all hinged upon the effort that they put forth, and uh, we had pretty consistent holes uh, through most of the night, and, uh, you know, even a three-yard gain. Three-yard gain is a testament to the linemen getting their job done and a back hitting the hole. Um, with, the, with the level of grittiness that Westmoreland plays with and their level of execution, I just – you know, I got to give our kids a, a, a pretty high mark after last night. Now, do we need to get better? Of course we did. But all things being relative, uh, I think uh, I think they put an A-plus effort or an A, at least an A effort uh, last night. You know, speaking of that offensive line, I don't remember very many negative plays for your bunch. Um, maybe you were hit at the line a couple times for a no game, but for the most part, you were getting one, two, three yards. You know, Braylon Dowlin and Jalen Perot each had over 100 yards, but you had other guys, Mason Swanger, uh, Freddie Paxton carry the ball. What has, I guess, that, that, that unit shown you this preseason just to give the confidence that you have in them? Well, you know, all but one of them across the board, including the tight end, were starters last year. And the level of understanding assignments – uh, we, we have added some plays and we've modified a few things, but because of the background, they picked it up really quickly. Uh, I think their overall intelligence, their uh, 
communication with one another is excellent and they're gritty. Like if uh, you go across the board, if you were to get on the film and watch some individual battles, like several times last night, we were like, wow, look at number 52, Charles Baird. He is, he is, he is fighting a kid right now. Or, or look at Robert, man, Robert just got a pancake. That's our center, Robert Ferguson. They're just, we're, we've seen quite a bit of that through the preseason, but it doesn't surprise me because I saw a lot of elements of that with him last year as well. Describe your locker room uh, atmosphere after the game. Oh my goodness. It was like a party. One of my uh, uh, coaches, a younger fella, Coach Moore, he still has some break dancing skills <laughs> as opposed to me, where if I were to dance like that, I would probably break. Uh, he'll, uh, he'll go in every once in a while and, He'll do some 80s break dancing uh, with some of the kids, and they just they get a kick out of it. And that was the first thing they demanded when they got back was to see Coach Moore uh, dance. They did not, however, ask me to dance, but uh, they sure did want to see him doing the moonwalk or whatever else he was doing. As a journalist, it's important to ask good follow-up questions, so I'll ask you this. Is there a video of said break dancing? Uh, you know what? There very well could be. Well, I'll, we, have to, I'll have to see if one of the kids can can send it to me. We might have to get our hands on. We might have to get our hands on that video. Wes, your your first win last night as the head coach of Portland. What'd you do with that game ball? So it is in my office, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up on the little stands that the uh, that they put the footballs on uh, when when you have a game ball situation. Uh, you know, I didn't know they were gonna do that. Uh, Coach Adams that used to be on our staff, who's the defensive coordinator at Greenwood, told one of the coaches, he said, uh, just go make sure that you give Coach Inman the, the game ball. He and I are really good friends. Greenwood actually had a tremendous night last night beating Spring Hill. Um, you know, I wanted to give it to the team, if you ask me, or Nick Averett with the kick that he came through with. But it was a touching moment, and I definitely, definitely am going to hang on to that. You know, Wes, it wasn't just one guy, two guy, three guys last night that made big plays for you. It was everybody on the field. It, it, at any given moment, you had big plays made. Uh, obviously, a win always gives your team confidence, but the way that they were able to pull it out, the guys who were able to make the plays, everyone who made the plays, how much extra confidence do you think they gained from a win like that? I, You know, I told them after the game, if we would have won by three touchdowns, I don't think that would have meant as much for the continual building of our character and our team character as the way we won last night with 2.3 seconds, 37 yard field goal, a young man who's in his first year starting as a kicker ends up pegging it. And that gives us the win. I mean, that has to make them feel good to say, Hey, we're just going to keep playing. What happened two plays ago is gone. The only thing I have right now is the play in front of me. Coach, before we get you out of here, I've got to ask about East Hamilton. Hurricanes come to town next week. Do you know anything about them? And if you do know some stuff, what can you tell the Panther fans? They are a very good football team. They, I don't recall what the score was, but it was two, two or three scores, I believe. They beat uh, Ottawa, and I don't know a lot about Ottawa other than historically they've been a tough team. I know football teams from that area tend to be big, physical, and well-coached. Um, I know they can throw the ball well. They spread you out more. It won't look like a, a battle of the wing tees this uh, coming week. You're going to see a team that spreads out more. 
throws well. What I know and what I've seen, pretty darn sound on defense too. So uh, I just, you know, I think uh, if, if we're going to get a win, we're going to have to earn it. But conversely, uh, if they're going to come in and get a win, they're going to have to earn it too. So I would expect to see two teams fighting their hearts out, playing good, sound, fundamental football, and we'll see what the, uh, the final brings. You mentioned the fact that they like to spread you out. Is that a concern at all for you, seeing as, you know, you obviously run the wing tee, Westmoreland ran the wing tee last night, so maybe you don't get to see this, the spread offense as much? Yeah, and, you know, we made a point uh, with some of the teams that we played in preseason, uh, Cookville, uh, even though Greenwood is a, is a base wing tee, they tend to spread you out. Uh, they go trips a lot. And then uh, Stone Memorial spread you out. So we made sure to show our kids that. And we did fairly well in the passing league scrimmages that we went to. So we're hoping that we can contain that, limit their passes, keep passes in front of us and rally. And, uh, you know, trust that we'll have we, – we always attempt to have the, the fewer mistakes, have the higher percentage of successful plays knowing that a kid at any given time could drop a ball, fumble a ball, you know, throw an interception. And uh, we'll just keep swarming, keep rallying, and keep doing what it is that, that we do. And to be fair, Coach Inman, you did have a pick six last night. You had, a, I think you had one or two sacks, a few quarterback hits. So your defense can clearly get to the quarterback if, you, if they are asked to do that. Coach Inman, I really, I really thank you for joining me today. Congratulations on your big win last night, your first win as Portland head coach. I'm sure there's going to be more to come, and we'll catch up down the road. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Before we dive back into this episode, I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about all the great things that we're offering at MainStreetPreps.com. Of course, it's football season right now, but there are other sports that are going on, and we at Main Street Preps take great pride in covering those other sports. So head on over to MainStreetPreps.com, find us on Facebook or Twitter at Main Street Preps to check out all the great things that our army of photographers and writers are coming up with on the daily. Again, that's MainStreetPreps.com, MainStreetPreps.com. Up next on the All Sports Podcast, Merrill Hyde soccer coach Jason Bentley joins the show to talk team expectations, senior leadership from Julia Lewis, Carly Zettergren, and Karina Steiner, plus their win over Portland. What did you learn about your team from this game, or what have you learned about your team so far this, this season? Well, I'm, I, you know, it's early. It's a young team um, working in a lot of new pieces. But, you know, the energy's there, the effort's there, um, you know, the focus is there, and, you know, they just they just need to keep playing playing together and the more minutes they have the better this team's going to get uh it's no secret the expectations now for for merrill hyde soccer is 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 state tournament or maybe you don't look at it as state tournament or bust but it's certainly a, a you know an expectation here now how would you assess this team's ability to come along maybe where would you how would you compare them to years past teams that, that went to state i mean how do you feel this team is coming along to get to that goal well, every team's different, um, you know, and uh, the success this team will have will depend upon, uh, you know, the, the work and the effort and uh, the focus that this team puts in. And, you know, if they're, they're on the right track. Um, again, a lot of new pieces, um, you know, dealing with some injuries. Uh, 
but th this team will go as far as, as, as this team wants to go. What has it been like having them? As, now it's their turn to step up as leaders and be seniors of the team. What, how would you assess how they've been doing it so far? They've been outstanding. Um, they, they've set the tone uh, in practice. Um, you know, they've set the expectations. And, you know, the effort that those three are giving on the field uh, and off the field uh, has, has been exactly what we needed. Um, I've been, been very impressed with the leadership that they have shown. Um, and they'll continue to show. Was it anything that you did tonight specifically or strategically um, to get five straight goals, or was it just a – just you've settled in? They just settled in. Yeah. They just settled in. And, you know, you could see their creativity and you could see the things that they were trying to build and trying to do. Yeah. You know, and we, we just missed on a few of those um, early on. But, um, you know, they, they cleaned up and, and they started hitting on some of them. Congratulations to the Merrill Hyde Lady Hawks on their 5-1 to one victory over Sumner County Foe Portland High School. They will hit the road Tuesday, August 24th and travel to White House to take on the Lady Devils, while the Portland Lady Panthers will hit the road to take on the Gallatin Lady Wave. As for what's next on the All Sports Podcast, stick around as we dive into Portland and Pope Prep Volleyball. Uh, first question, you, you snatched victory from the jaws of defeat in that fourth set. Uh, it kind of got away from you in a hurry, but you were able to, to, to bounce back. Whoa, I guess what happened, where was the momentum? And, and what you learn, uh, two part of that question, what did you learn about your team from that set and then tonight's match? Yeah, that, that fourth set was a, <laughs> it was a battle. We didn't do a lot of real good stuff in that, but we, I don't know. We just managed to fight and had a couple of good swings and a couple of lucky swings and and just managed to get to the fifth set. And sometimes once you do that, you carry that momentum to the fifth set. And, and we uh, we tried to stay aggressive in it, which is what we always do. And, and they just uh, – we just did real well. I told them uh, that this is something that we can draw off of for the rest of the season. This uh, matches like this – I mean, we came out in the first set and they – they stepped up in the second set, and I'm like, all right, we got a match now because they were hitting the ball hard and, and everything you want to see. And Kim does a great job coaching. And uh, and to get a, what I think is a quality win this early in the year in five is something that we can really use for the rest of the year. Yeah, you guys have routinely played Portland. I know you have a great relationship with 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 Kim, uh, but can you just talk to me about uh, what you the benefits of playing a team like JP two? Oh, yeah, anytime you play a team that hits the ball and does everything right, you know, they play volleyball the way, you're the way you are supposed to play it. And it's just anytime you play somebody like that, it just reinforces everything. We're telling the girls on how to do things and, and how not to do things because you can't get away with, with things against good teams that you might with a not-so-good team. So you gotta be you got to be sound in your fundamentals and you've got to listen to what's being told. And, and if you don't, they make you pay for it. What have you learned about your team so far this preseason and just a few short matches in? I have a really good – team this year they're uh, they they like each other they get along well they work hard uh, I I don't have to yell and scream like I might might have in the past they they want to get better they want to work hard and uh, they're fun to be around congratulations to Portland High School on their 3-2 victory over Pope Prep I know both teams will be able to use this match moving forward to be better throughout the 2021 season Closing out our all-sports podcast today will be Hendersonville soccer head coach Devin Woodard after the Lady Commandos' tough loss against Father Ryan to open the season.
what was your overall assessment from tonight's game? And then how are you feeling about this season as a whole? Uh, we have a lot of good pieces that we've seen so far this preseason. It's just putting them all together for 80 minutes. So, you know, we see spurts of it, but it's just a matter of, you know, getting everyone on the same page in the field at the same time. Uh, I think tonight, I mean, there were some good, good spots, but a lot of it was like discipline. And that's, that was, that's on me. And that was, that was one of the frustrating parts, I think, for tonight, because that's, that's stuff we work on all the time. So, um, I think that was a big part of tonight. It was just, we just weren't disciplined, especially in the midfield. What, what do you mean? Like, if someone is, say, who doesn't know anything about soccer, what do you mean? Um, I just don't think we were, we were staying with, I don't think we were staying with our runs a lot. Um, you know, it's, it, again, it's, you know, we're, we're trying some different things in the middle and, you know, maybe it's not working, so maybe that's on me, but, um, you know, we'll get there. We've got, we've got a, a lot of girls that can play yeah. in a lot of, in a lot of places, which is, is great. But, um, again, it's just a matter of putting the pieces together. You know, they're there. It's just getting them all together at the right time. I think you have eight seniors, like 11 or 12 juniors, so a big upper class. Um, how would you assess their ability to lead this team so far? Um, our seniors can lead very well. A lot of them, I mean, their freshman year, the seniors that led before them were a very strong class. So they came in and a lot of them have started, have been four-year starters. So they're very comfortable. I think they're they're pretty comfortable leading. Um, and they, they do a pretty good job. Again, it's just, you know, it's early. So, yeah. you know, they kind of still have to get used to that senior roll a little bit but i was trying to figure out how many years father ryan and you guys have Oof. traditionally opened up the this the, the seasons in, and i and the the answer i got is like 30. it's like yeah, close I'm to gonna 30. Say it's, i don't i know it's been since i've been here and when i was here it was a long time too so. what's it like uh what's it like i guess playing them why play them now as, as a coach um, from a player what's it i guess what's that again, rivalry been like yeah it's a, it's a tradition for us and it, it is a huge rivalry like we always tell the girls and the boys as well that you know, this is a game that a lot of our alumni, you know, how'd you do against Father Ryan? You know, yeah. that, that's a big game people look to. And, and they're a great team. They won last year. Yeah. Um, you know, they're always solid. They're not someone we see later down the road. Uh, right. You know, we're we're good friends with the coaching staff. So it's just it's just a nice rivalry game to kind of start, kind of sets the tone for the season. Obviously, every every player out on the field is, is important. But it, I think immediately your eyes go to your keeper and who's who's manning the net for you. Obviously, you graduated very talented, two, t two talented keepers mm -hmm. last year welcoming a new keeper this year. How would you assess her ability tonight? It seemed like she did all right. No, she did great. Um, Helen's a sophomore. You know, she's young, but she played with confidence, and we have full faith in her, and, you know, we're excited to see where she where she goes. And we've got, we've got other girls as well, but Helen stepped up. She did a great job for us tonight. So. You have a very tough out-of-conference schedule, something that Hendersonville is accustomed to doing. Mm -hmm. You go to two very good tournaments, me in the middle, plus Beard. And mm -hmm. Any thoughts on just your schedule this year? Um, I mean, we like to play tough teams early because, again, it – shows you your weaknesses and you've got time to fix them so it's, it's nice to you know see that stuff early and you've got the rest of the season to work on so how much does last season's result help because you know you obviously started out it was a tough start to last season then you make it all the way to the sectional game you yeah. think that helps you this year uh, i mean i think it does i think that i think we know where we're at um you know i think tough, they know that we're going to play tough games so mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think confidence wise that's going to that's going to really hurt us at all but um again i think they know why you know they they get it and and they want to you know fix the issues too you know if there are any so again when you play good teams like father ryan and we play baylor next week we play i think beard in the week after yeah um you know they expose you they expose you know and so you can see it early so you can fix it for later down the road that will do it for episode one of the sumner county all sports podcast if you missed anything from me this week head on over to mainstreetpreps.com for all the latest you can follow me on twitter at zach womble msp you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter as well at Main Street Preps. 
If you want to subscribe to the newspaper and stay up to date with all of Sumner County's latest information, you can do so at the Gallatin News, at the Hendersonville Standard, and at the Portland Sun. Until next time, this is Zach Womble signing off from the All Sports Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,